0: Surf's Up! Welcome to Rock and Roll Flashback. I'm Bill Price, and we'll be looking back at some of rock and roll's greatest artists, songs, and stories. Today on this edition of Surf's Up, I'll be focusing on the career of Dick Dale, the king of the surf guitar. Richard Anthony Monsour was born in 1937 in Boston, Massachusetts. In his early childhood, he showed an aptitude for music, often playing traditional music from his Lebanese heritage. Then in 1954, the family made the move to Los Angeles, California. In 1955, he performed in country and western rockabilly bars, where he met a guy by the name of Texas Tiny, who assigned him the name Dick Dale, thinking it was a good name for a country singer. However, Dick really had a desire to play guitar. Being left-handed, he had to play the instrument upside down. Dick's father initially worked at the Hughes Aircraft Company, but eventually quit his job to support Dick's music and to start Deltone Records. Dick Dale and the Deltones' first performance at an ice cream shop attracted only a few people. But as his popularity increased, a larger venue had to be acquired to accommodate the larger audiences. Eventually, his father made a deal with the Rendezvous Ballroom in Balboa. The Rendezvous Ballroom was a large auditorium that was typical of the big band era venues. However, due to changing tastes in music, It mostly remained empty. By 1961, Dick Dale and the Deltones were packing the rendezvous with 4,000 attendees. The shows eventually came to be known as stomps and soon became legendary and routinely sold out. It was at this time that Dick developed an interest in surfing, which was a little-known Hawaiian sport which had become popular in Southern California. In the morning, he would surf on his custom Hobie board, then spend the afternoon working at his music store in Balboa. Later in the afternoon, it was surfing again, and then he would prepare for the evening performance at the rendezvous. Dick recalled, We started with 17 surfers coming into the ballroom, and then we built it up to 4,000 people at night. The city officials said the kids had to wear ties which was ridiculous. Who ever heard of surfers and ties? But I bought a box of old ties, handed them out at the door. We had to put in 13 extra new fire exits. We blew up more than 48 amps, but we kept going. Leo Fender, who was friends with Dick, was well known for Fender guitars and amplifiers. Leo would supply Dick with prototypes in order to test their performance and durability. Most likely due to the size of the Rendezvous ballroom, the volume of the amplifiers had to be turned up to the point where they would blow up. Leo would keep supplying amplifiers, and Dick kept destroying them. Eventually, Leo and his assistant went to one of the performances and realized why the volume had to be at such high levels. Eventually, it was determined that the loudspeaker was the culprit. So, Leo went to the JBL Lansing Speaker Company and had them fabricate a speaker to Leo's specifications. The result was the 15-inch JBL model D130F. With the new loudspeaker, the amplifier was named the Fender Single Showman Amp. Dick also collaborated with Leo, which led to the first custom-made 100-watt guitar amplifier. Dick would later say when it can withstand the barrage of punishment from Dick Dale, then it's fit for human consumption. From the mid to late 1961, Dale's performances at the Rendezvous Ballroom helped create the surf music scene in Southern California, and inspire other groups to adopt and play surf music. Groups that later became prominent include Jan and Dean, the Beach Boys, the Safaris, the Shantays, the Lively Ones, the Trashmen, the Astronauts, and the Marquettes. However, there were several other bands that were regionally popular in Southern California. Dick's use of high-volume amplifiers, reverb, and heavy-gauge guitar strings eventually earned him the title, The Father of Heavy Metal. In May of 1960, Dale released a single on Cupid Records called We'll Never Hear the End of It, with the First of them all on the B-side, none of which were surf songs. His first surf singles in the early 60s were released on the Deltone record label, Eventually, he signed with Capitol Records in 1961. In September of that year, Let's Go Trippin' was released, which is considered one of the first surf songs. Then, more locally released songs followed, including Jungle Fever, Surf Beat, also on the Deltone label. In 1962, he recorded his first album, Surfer's Choice. It was picked up by Capitol Records and distributed nationally. Miserloo, which was a surf rock version of a folk song, eventually became Dale's signature release. Other songs that followed included The Victor, Peppermint Man, and The Eliminator. Dick appeared on The Ed Sullivan Show and in films where he played his hit single, Miserloo. He later stated, I still remember the first night we played Miserlew. I changed the tempo and just started cranking up on that mother, and it was eerie. The people came rising up off the floor, and they were chanting and stomping. I guess that was the beginning of the surfer's stomp. His second album was named after his performing nickname, King of the Surf Guitar. King of the Surf Guitar was a song whose lyrics mentioned various cities in Southern California where Dale and the Deltones performed during the peak of their popularity. One of the cities mentioned in the lyrics is my hometown of San Bernardino. In 1963, they performed Secret Surfing Spot in the movie Beach Party, starring Frankie Avalon and Annette Funicello. In the 1964 film Muscle Beach Party, the group performed My First Love, Runnin' Wild, and Muscle Beach. In 1987, Dick appeared in the movie "Back to the Beach," playing surf music and performing Pipeline with Stevie Ray Vaughan, which earned him a Grammy nomination in the best rock instrumental performance category. In the years following the peak of the surf popularity, Dick didn't perform much, However, due to many health issues, he was forced to tour in order to help cover the costs for medical treatment. The use of his recording of Miserloop." in the film Pulp Fiction, led to his return in the 1990s, which led to four albums and world tours. Beginning in June 2009, Dale began a West Coast tour starting from Southern California to British Columbia, Canada, with about 20 concert dates. Jimmy Dale, Dick's son, also played drums open for him. In his later years, Dick was recognized for his music contributions. In Rolling Stone magazine's 100 Greatest Guitarists of All Time, Dick was ranked 31st in 2003 and 74th in 2011. I met Dick at one of his performances in 2002 at the Birchmere in Northern Virginia. He was still using the famous Fender Showman amp. In 1999, Dick was inducted into the Hollywood Rock Walk of Fame. In 2009, he was inducted into the Musicians Hall of Fame and Museum in Nashville, Tennessee. In the surf culture category, Dale was also a 2011 inductee into the Surfing Walk of Fame in Huntington Beach, California. On March 16, 2019, Dick passed away at the age of 81. This has been Rock and Roll Flashback, a look back at the career of Dick Dale, the king of the surf guitar. I'm Bill Price, and until next time, rock on, rock on, rock on.